Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Agency Journey. This is Andrew, and this week I'm excited to chat with John Politsky. John owns We Speak Easy, which is a digital agency in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, just down the road from me. And in this conversation, we dive deep into how John has, from the beginning, said that his agency is going to be different in the way that it treats its employees and the way that it treats and retains its clients. This was a really fun interview because John goes deep into the processes, the rhythms that he uses to create a tight agency family, and then also how they retain customers through a similar approach. So check out this interview. John does a great job just sharing where they're at, what they do. You're going to enjoy it. How do you build an agency that allows you to live the dream that you have for yourself, for your family, for your community, for your team, while at the same time helping your clients knock it out of the park and doing it all profitably? These are the big questions that we tackle here on the Agency Journey Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Dembski. Now let's get to it. Hey, John, welcome to Agency Journey. So excited to have you here, man. Um, Would you mind introducing yourself to everyone who's listening right now and share a little bit of your background and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, So my name is John Politsky. I own uh, We Speak Easy, which is a digital marketing and design firm. And my story is, I guess, not wholly unique, but I I have an IT background. I have 25 years of IT experience. Um, I was working for an IT managed services provider, I didn't like the way that we turned customers and turned employees. I kind of felt like I could do a better job of it myself, which was probably very naive and foolish. <laughs> so I decided to start an IT company. Um, when I was leaving, uh, a few super nice people decided that they were going to come with me um, and took a stand and were like, hey, we're coming with you. And I was like, thank you, but I can't pay you. So this is a horrible <laughs> idea for you in your career, um, which is awesome to know you have great friends. But um, we, what we did was we just decided, okay, well, let's see how we can make this work. And they were website developers. So I basically said, Hey, let's sell a couple websites and try to get you guys paid while we're getting this IT thing up off the ground. And then we started doing websites. We started doing like basic template WordPress websites. And then, you know, a couple of people came out of the woodwork and said, Hey, do you guys do SEO? And I was like, I don't know what SEO is, but sure. Um, and then we figured that out. And then, uh, eventually somebody said, do you do social media? And then it was Facebook ads. And here we are five years later and we're an actual agency, which is kind of scary, but you know, it's just weird <laughs> how things work sometimes, I guess. Yeah. The dominoes <laughs> just start falling. That's awesome. Um, so weird. how did you guys get the name? We speak easy. So we, we originally started out as JDMK consulting, which is a terrible business. Name. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it was just, a. uh, the initials of everybody who I thought was influential in, in, in me starting the company, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, but everybody, what you realize when you start a company is it makes sense to you, but then everybody would call and be like, Hey, is this MJDK or JMDK? <laughs> so it just was super confusing. And I was like, look, let's move to something that makes a little more sense. Um, and we had like, uh, I, I always like telling people we had like this huge epiphany moment. We didn't, we sat in a room for like 80 hours and talked about, all different Latin derivatives and all the dumb, you know, <laughs> things that you come up with. And, and we landed on speakeasy creative initially. Um, and we, we rocked with that for a little bit. And then I kept getting the, the like, Oh, are you guys a bar? Like, do you have, yeah. you know, do you sell drinks? Like all this stuff. And I'm like, and my wife hated the idea. It was hilarious. So, uh, <laughs> 
so we just moved into action words. Um, and when we bought the original website domain, Speakeasy Creative wasn't available. So we went with wespeakeasy.com. Uh, and then as we kept moving down the path, we were like, hey, we should just, you know, instead of this being this cute little fun speakeasy theme, let's go with the what we really want to do. And what we really want to do is make marketing and web development simple and easy for people. And now it, we actually do have a story and now it actually makes sense instead of me sitting around going like, yeah, we came up with this great idea about speakeasy and you being able to find your website through like the darkness. It was so dumb. Um, so now it makes a little more sense. So that's where we're at. That's awesome. I love that. Um, I also like the, like, it was the kind of your friction around uh, customer churn and employee churn that led you to start your own business. How has that experience shaped the way you you treat your clients today and you treat your team members? Uh, tremendously. Uh, and, and what, you know, the biggest thing that they don't teach you when you decide to do this on your own, there's no, you know, nobody teaches you how to run a company yeah. is that it's super difficult. It's, you know, it's not when I worked at my old company, we, we lost so many clients and I always prided myself. I never lost the customer the whole time I was there. I was there for seven years and I was basically the director of it. So I had a lot of client facing client touching things and, what you find is when you're on your own, you make you have to make these difficult decisions every day that you don't realize when you work for a company. You don't see the like, oh, this client's destroying us. You know, we did a we maybe we're doing a 20 hour project or and we're 100 hours in and we can't change the scope of work and yeah. we're not making money. Um, and the same thing with employees. You know, people, whether it's a client or a employee, you know, we have our first core values is we have a strict no asshole rule, right? So it's the, it's something that's taken a long time to do. And it's something that you have to decide that you're going to live and die by. Um, and that's basically what we've done is we've just decided, like, let's find people that are a pleasure to work with that want to work with us. And the same thing for employees. And, you know, as we've gotten through this, this five year, as we're hitting five years now, it's, I've, I've really learned that it's an old cliche that you have to hire slow and fire fast because by the time I know somebody's not doing a good job, whether it's a client that's not cooperative or it's an employee, everyone else knows the whole company knows. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you know, I, I kind of just fueled it to make it like, this is my family. I'm here more than I see my, my wife or anybody. So pick great people to work with. And if you do that, as we've learned over the past couple of years, things kind of start falling into place little by little. Yeah. How, like, how do you get to that point? Cause you go through so much bringing somebody on, finding the right person to actually go through the process of firing quickly. Um, has that been a journey for you to get to that point where you can do that? Um, cause like, at least from my perspective, I always think like you have so much invested in something. You don't want to just cut it off and let it go. You always want to try to keep pruning it. Um, but obviously that can bleed out after a while. How do you, how have you processed that? It's super painful. So what I think what you learn is that I think as business owners and, and CEOs or whatever, we kind of start getting, you start getting a feeling about somebody after they're with you for a while and you know, yeah, this person kind of gets it or they don't. Um, and for me, the hardest thing is when you see somebody that you know isn't going to make it. And it could be a client, could be a, an employee, but you know, and then, you know, we all have that little gene in us that thinks we can fix somebody, right? We, we've all been in yeah. those relationships where you're like, yeah, this, this guy or this girl's crazy, but, you know, I feel like they just need help. 
Um, and you waste a lot of time and a lot of money. And you're right, like bringing people on, you know how difficult it is to, especially in an agency, it's process. It's, hey, you need to get these eight HubSpot certifications. You need to go through these digital marketer courses. You need to go through this and that. And then it's, you know, you have to learn software. And then all of a sudden you're six months in and you're like, oh man, this, this isn't working out. So for me, and especially for my employees that are like director level or manager level, it's so difficult. And they constantly come to me and say, like, I don't want to let this person go, or I think we can fix it. And then what you find out is after we all sit down and make the decision together and we let them go, if it's a client or an employee, they always come back like a month later and go, yeah, we a hundred percent made the right decision. Yeah. So you just need to shorten that time cycle. And that's what I keep trying to get them to like, Hey, let's try to fix it and let's do everything we can sink as much time and energy into it, but do it quickly. Okay. And yeah. then realize the quicker you realize it and then let's move on. Cause it's killing us. We can't let, you know, our last core value is if the tree dies, we die. So we all have to focus on the company as the greater good. Let's, let's fix this. It's our like body that we have to get through this life with. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, it's cool to point direct action back to your core values too. And say like, this is why we need to do something like that. Um, and it's just, it's cool to hear you guys are pushing into those hard conversations rather than running away yep. from them. Cause that's going to build yeah, a stronger company. Um, now you said when you were introing that you get, you have a kind of a nationwide agency now or a global agency now. Yeah. Um, can you talk us through your team structure and how you guys are dispersed, whether it's in-house or um, remote? Yeah, we're primarily in-house. Um, I've I've always struggled. I need structure in my life, so I like I'm not somebody that can work at home. I have to. If I was at home, I'd be playing PlayStation or playing with the dogs. So <laughs> I, I need I need to like being an officer on people. So uh, I struggled with having remote employees, but I, I find that it's great if you have. You know, we use Scrum uh, and as a little bit of agile management. So as long as everybody knows what the goals are, as long as you have frequent meetings and it could be Skype or Slack or whatever it is, um, it works. So I would say majority of our employees, 90% of our people are still in-house and they all pick a day or two a week that they work from home. Um, but they're always here for important meetings. Uh, Fridays, we have dedicated to us as a company because we, we're all terrible at agencies at marketing ourselves. So we we Fridays are us. So everyone's here on Friday. Um, and then remote people, we just you know have them up on a TV with us. Uh, but it's difficult. It's a challenge to have it. And our structure is, is fairly straightforward. So we use the kind of typical pod system where each team has like an account manager, a social media person, a developer, a graphic designer, and a marketer. And those people all work together on their 10 or 15 accounts based on how big or small they are. Um, and then that way it breaks down and then there's just division heads above them. So we try to have as little management and keep it as much a meritocracy as possible. And then those division heads are just there to provide deadlines and guidance. Awesome. And then do you guys, do you promote from within those pods? Um, like when you, when it comes time that there's too many clients in the till or how do you grow from there? Yeah, we would. So we, we've learned, it's really weird. We've really struggled with a couple different areas and one is graphic design for some reason, it's been a super challenge for us to hire graphic designers. I don't know if they're super, like maybe we're, most of us are super logical. They're super creative. Um, and we, we just have this flux of like, I'm like, Hey, we have deadlines. And they're like, I just love coffee and playing records. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Um, so, uh, we've struggled with that, but yeah, what we do now is instead of, we used to hire people and then try to do like a 90 day or 180 day, um, 
spin up where we're having these reviews every couple of weeks. And now what we do is we really leverage internships or externships. Um, so we bring in a lot of like super right now. I think the only thing that we ever hire is high level if we really need it. And then super low level and try to bring everybody up in our organization so that they're all familiar with the core values. They all treat it like a family. They all know everybody. They've been here a while. Uh, and that has, that methodology has seemed to work best for us. Anytime that we've hired mid-level talent, it's been, it's always been a struggle. So high level when we really need it, like a project manager or somebody who's got a specialty set, like a Google AdWords specialist. And then for the most part, it's bring them in young and, and get them to buy in and then learn everything and, and keep retaining that person, train them, pay them well, keep giving them raises and promote them within. Awesome. And then has the, like kind of creating that family feel there by bringing people up from the bottom. Can you walk us through how your Friday blocks have helped structure that and create that? Like, is that just marketing for the agency or is that like team building stuff? What goes into that? Yeah, it's, it's both. So generally speaking, we do team buildings. We do Thursday night and then it bleeds into everybody coming in at like noon on Friday. So uh, what we do is generally we do every month, we do a kind of night out in Philly with the team. So we'll do whether it's a comedy show or we've done like eight escape the rooms. I don't know why we keep doing that, but we do. <laughs> <laughs> so we keep doing like these different things or we'll go to a bar. We'll just hang out. Um, and, and it works like this week we're doing uh, on Thursday night, we're doing, uh, we decided spoiler alert, we're giving cookies out to all our clients. So we're <laughs> making cookies on Thursday night. So everybody's coming over and, and we're going to do it together as a team. And every, you know, it's, and I hate what I hate is when you see companies that that and are like, it's mandatory. We're doing this thing on Thursday night. Like I never want to be that guy. So for us, it's always like, Hey, this is what we're doing. You're more than welcome to come. If you feel like you want to be, you know, if you want to, if you can tolerate us outside of work and hang out for a little bit, it's cool. If not, <laughs> you know, no one's forced to come and make cookies in my house. Uh, and then, so, and then Fridays, what we do is, we just talk about strategy and sometimes we do like these little creative collisions about clients where we'll say, Hey, you know, this is the one day where we can all kind of just be together. And if you're struggling with something with a client, you can't figure out this campaign or we can't figure out why they don't like the mock-ups or the wireframes or whatever it is. Let's talk about it. And then usually from like 11 o'clock on, we'll grab lunch, have everybody have lunch together. And then we start digging into like, okay, what are the open items for us? Let's get, blogs written let's get things qa'd let's add landing pages to our website whatever it might be okay that's awesome that must be it's just nice to have that brain brain dump time or brainstorming time to tackle problems yeah. together that's awesome yes yep um okay so that i think we've and thank you for sharing just like how you how you work to serve your team well if we flip it to the other side and talk about how you guys serve your clients well what are how do you guys structure like your client communication rhythms um just to kind of keep keep them engaged in what you're doing and make sure that they're happy. So it's a great question. So we've we this is something we've really struggled with, and it's hard for me because my emphasis in my whole career has always been on customer and client communication. So I've always been trained to over communicate with clients, call all the time. You know, like just keep people up to speed. Yeah. My whole philosophy has always been like, hey, if you're you know if you're going to be late for a meeting, you don't show up 20 minutes late, you call 15 minutes ahead of time. You're like, Hey, I'm running late. No one ever cares. Um, and the kind of methodology that I've tried to teach to everybody here is that the most important thing you can do is have relationships with your clients. And again, the same thing with me as a, as a boss or whatever, you can't, you can't force 
real or right. Like the keyword, like everybody says now is authenticity, right? You can't, you can't fake that because people smell it a mile away. So you can't, you can't just try to be friends. Like I always, like my employees will be like, Hey, so-and-so's, you know, sick or somebody's having a baby. Can I send them flowers or whatever? And of course the answer is always yes. But my thing is always like, don't just do it because they had a baby and they're a client and it's like the checkbox. It's like, do you have a relationship with this person? Like, is it going to be weird that you're sending somebody a birthday card, uh-huh, you know? Yeah. So like have a real relationship and, and try to find common ground and find these things that you relate to with these people. Because what you find is that we're, we're always going to screw up, right? We're always going to do something wrong. We're always going to make mistakes. We're always going to not fulfill some promise that we said that we were going to do. It's normal. We're human. So what I find is that if you have those relationships, the client's going to call you up and be like, yo, dude, what's going on? Like get your stuff together, man. Let's, let's get this done. We are trying to hit this goal. Like I haven't heard from you in two weeks. You guys were supposed to get this done. When you don't have those relationships, what I find is that you don't ever get that phone call. They're just gone. You get the call of like, hey, we moved all our websites and you know, yeah. we're with we're with another agency now and you're like, Oh man, that was terrible. Yeah, it's so after that's, the fact. Yeah, so that's our methodology. And and it's 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 always been a struggle for us. For some reason, I'm introverted and I, I tend to hire introverted people. So it's been you know, sometimes I, I, we have to force ourselves to hire somebody who's extroverted um, to do more of that client communication because I think that it is an area that we really struggle with sometimes. Awesome. Well, it's neat to know that, like, you've recognized it. And it's interesting, like, the personality side, too, like, the personalities that you tend to hire versus those that you know you need to but wouldn't be natural a natural fit. That, I've never thought about it that way, but that would be a good, a good study for all owners to kind of take a perspective into. Um, am I just trying to hire mini-me's? It's totally true. It is too. And you find it. And even with our staff, like we'll, we'll do interviews and generally like we do, like I'll interview somebody and then they'll interview them together and then they'll come back and be like, Hey, this person, I was like, were they good? Were they smart? Yeah. They're really annoying though. I'm like, were they annoying just cause they talked and they were friendly? <laughs> like, cause we're all introverted and you just want peace and quiet in the office. Uh, but it's interesting to see that, but it's true. We do it. We all do it. That's cool. Um, so from your, from the client side of things are, you, you started and just kind of jumped into websites right out of the gate to, to pay your early team members. But how have your services kind of shaped over the past five years? And what how have they standardized as you guys have continued to scale? What does that typical client journey look like for you guys? Sure. So um, the one I think the one good thing that we did when we started the company was um, I came from a managed services IT background. So when I was with my other company, we really transitioned out of hourly work altogether. And everything was retainer based or a fixed monthly fee based. So even the first clients that we signed, um, we started with monthly. So I just wanted to make sure that when if we were bringing people on or we were hiring people, I needed to make sure that I knew what our budget was and how we could do this. So that yeah. like the like, Oh, we're going to do a $5,000 website and then we're going to do a $800 whatever. You know, that was like a nightmare to me. So even at the very beginning, we started out selling like, okay, we're going to do a WordPress website. Great. It's, you know, like, hey, it's going to be 6,000 bucks. And they were like, we have 600. I'm like, great. It's going to be 600 bucks. <laughs> um, so we started doing the like 200, $300 a month websites And my methodology was always like, look, all we have to do is a good job. And if we do a good job, 
we're going to make money in the second year, the third year, the fourth year, because it's going to be gravy. We're just going to be doing website updates and hosting and backing up the site and making sure things are cool and then doing little redesign things. And then as we've moved on, obviously we added SEO and then we added social and all these other things. And then we got into marketing. So now most of our retainers are full marketing retainers with scrum points. Um, and I've struggled. We've gone back and forth with using a point system versus just being like, look, it's three grand. It's about 20 some hours. Like, yeah. you know, like we're all business owners, like, let's just get this done. Uh, but we try to standardize as much as possible with, Hey, you're getting 40 points and this is what the points mean. Like a blog is X amount of points. And, you know, if we're doing social media posts and, and really for us, it just gets down to like, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of gray area, which is probably really bad as a business owner. I don't like black and white. I like the ability to say, Hey, look, we're just going to do a good job and it's all yeah. going to come out. It's all going to work itself out in the wash. And you know, if you're taking advantage of us and we know if we're taking advantage of you. So let's all be human and figure this out the right way. So I prefer that, but now we're pretty standard and you know, most of our retainers include goals and points and this is what we're going to do. And this is what our expectations are. Awesome. And then what's your, how frequently are you meeting with clients to set those deliverables and kind of allocate those points? So we're, we're on a basic 90 day cycle. Now we started with a month, which was crazy. I don't know why we thought we could do anything in a month. <laughs> and then we went to eight weeks and now we're at 12 weeks. So basically we follow the, the standard HubSpot-ish um, rotation of, Hey, we're going to do like the initial sit down, get our smart goals together, talk about what our, what our deliverables are going to be. We're going to try to get a thousand hits to this page from that. We're going to get a hundred people to fill out the form from that. 10 people are going to become leads, whatever it is. Um, and then what we do is we have a quick and generally it's like 10 to 15 minute call every week. Here's where we're at. Do we need to tweak anything? Do we need to change the landing pages? And then, you know, basically it's, we go through the progression of here's the work that we did. So we're spinning up all the landing pages. We're writing all the blogs. We're getting all the eBooks done, whatever it is, or video. And then it's just a matter of those weekly 10, 15 minute calls to tweak at the end of like 60 days, we have a, like a more of a come to Jesus, like, Oh crap, we're not going to hit these goals yeah. <laughs> or, or the like, Hey, we knocked it out of the park and we sold a hundred things. We thought we were going to sell 10. Let's double down on Facebook ads or let's add budget here. And then at 90 days we're hitting the like, Hey, here's the report of what happened. Here's, you know, going back through the standard GDD, like growth driven design methodology of, Here's our hypothesis for next month. Here's what we think is going to make the change. And then digging into that. Awesome. Okay, cool. Man, John, thank you so much for kind of breaking everything down for us from no, it's your, my pleasure. your team and the way you guys treat your clients. I can tell you've put a lot of thought and intentionality into how you treat both of those. And it's neat that that goes all the way back to your your reasons for starting the company. So um, if anyone's listening, they have any questions, is there any way they can reach out and say hi to you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can, anybody can get me at JP at we speak easy.com or, you know, I'm on social media, at John P speak easy and feel free to reach out. I'm always available. Awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your agency journey. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Andrew. I appreciate it, man. Want more great episodes like this one? Hey, I'm Gray McKenzie, a host here on agency journey. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get a little overwhelmed when I find a new podcast. There are so many great episodes and great guests, it's hard to know which ones to listen to first. That's why we put together a list of the top 10 most downloaded episodes of Agency Journey. And you can get a copy of that list, plus all of our notes and takeaways, 
just by texting the word "do inbound" to four four two two two. Again, that's "do inbound" all one word to four four two two two. Standard text rates apply. You don't want to miss these great episodes. Text "do inbound" to four four two 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 now.